foot paste and delay cre creates AI, better known as artificial intelligence, is here to help us and not hurt us for the most part. I'll be back. I'll be back. And one place it wants to help us is with the thing on your wrist that you wear to track your running data. Find out if your run watch insights are lying to you and more on this episode of Trees and Delay. Don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none, just be, just be a master of some. What is up? Welcome to Trees and D-Lake, a podcast series by Mike Trees and yours truly, Darren D-Lake Creates. In this series, our goal is to educate and entertain smart and committed runners. A bit more on that from Mike Trees. And the aim of this podcast is to give, in a lighthearted, amusing and entertaining way, hints and tips to help you all run better and enjoy your sporting life more. So let's see how we can go with that. Mike's being pretty modest. He has over 50 years of running and doing triathlons under his belt. And if you're wondering about me, I've been in the endurance sport game for about 25 years now, done a sub three hour marathon and completed an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours. We appreciate all the help and support that we can get. So if you can, please share out this episode to someone that you know that would like this. Oh, quick language warning. In some rare instances, we might use some bad words. So apologies in advance for that. As this is something that I really wanted to talk about as well as Mike, and it's really juicy, we will just jump right into what you'll learn in this episode. What exactly the insights are for each platform slash watch, what we love about it and what we don't, comparing VO2 max to Victoria's Secret bras, and measuring male genitalia. Yes, it's a fun one, and I promise it's G-rated. While you'll still need a coach along with smartwatches as they get better, my very opinionated issue with smartwatches and how they don't actually optimize for my own personal goals, and much more. Let's get into the show. Warm-up complete. Well, we're talking about smartwatch insights, and this is all of the fun smartwatch out there. So Garmin, you got even Strava kind of is, you know, gives you insights. Training Peaks, Coros, Polar, Whoop, Aura Ring, which I'm probably not gonna get for a while. Um, I just feel like it's a double up on my Garmin. Even the Apple Watches, <laughs> the Apple Watch, you know, all of them are giving you insights. And um, what do you do with them? is, you know, the, the biggest thing. And I guess it does tell you what to do, but are they accurate? Are they lying to you? <laughs> like, all right, so before we talk about why we don't like them, why we think they're useful, et cetera, et cetera, let's define them. So Mike, if you want to define what are the smartwatch insights, everyone has their own different ones. Let's, let's talk about the, the big, I guess, uh, metrics, which is recovery. A lot of them tell you how long you need to recover, mm -hmm. training load. Um, training stress, which is kind of the same as load, and maybe fitness. I think those are probably the top fitness. four. That would be VO2 is the big. The VO2. Oh, is, VO2 is max. One of the biggest one. To be honest, it does a quality of sleep as well, which oh, okay. to, to get to, to give them a bit of merit is the quality of sleep's not too bad. My wife uses that a lot, and it picks up when she has a bad night's sleep, and it picks up when she's been drinking, and so she had a bad night's sleep. So that that metric doesn't seem to be too too far off I, you might even answer this but uh it's because as you know it's based on hr uh, heart rate variability <laughs> heart rate and, variability. and, and resting yeah. heart rate yeah so you you know all about that but feel free to, to define yeah. that yeah go yeah so so what i was what i would get around to later on on that that yeah the metrics are put in there to, to help guide people uh and although some of them are helpful most people don't actually understand them and don't have understand how the data is compiled so therefore 
they they don't know when they're relevant and not relevant. So, for example, I I accept that the this quality of sleep is quite a good metric, and uh, we we both tend to look at it from time to time and think, yeah, we 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 know if we had a good night's sleep or a bad night's sleep, and, and the watch tends to uh, pick it up because of the heart rate availability. But when it gives me my VO two max, for example. Uh, it's telling me at the moment my VO2 max is declining, which is good. Yeah, that's right, because I'm not training much. Uh, and it's telling me that uh, I could run a, a sub-20 minute 5K at the moment, which is wrong because I have a broken leg. Uh, so <laughs> you've got to take the real world in. It, it doesn't understand I've got a broken leg, for example. Uh, it, it's telling me that my VO2 max is a lot higher than it is. And for some reason, it, it calculates the VO2 a lot higher than it should do. Uh, so everyone comes out with an artificially high VO2. I have an analogy. It's like uh, Victoria's Big Secret Bras. Like, I, I remember when I was young, I remember a lot of the, uh, the girls being like, oh, I'm a C cup at Victoria's Secrets, when actually they were B in every other bra. But it's like Victoria is there to make you feel like, you know, you have bigger boobs. And it's the same. I guess if we, if we could measure our penises, it'd be the same for penis size. But um, it's like, oh, I have an inflated VO2 max. But if you were actually going to a machine that gets the oxygen, the carbon dioxide output from your system and you run on it my vo2 max is 10 points lower when i did the machine than what it's saying on my watch and i know you've done the machine too so you know that so you keep going but also the vo2 max is only a measurement of you of how you performed at that time on that day so your vo2 max will will vary if if you're tired you're going to get an artificially lower vo2 max even when you're taking uh, oxygen samples on a machine so that vo2 is very complex it should be taken quite often to get a, a baseline for it but it's better than nothing. However, it, it, it's, it's sort of an inaccurate figure. And when you're doing a lot of aerobic training, which I think is great for capillary you know, development and mitochondria development and, and to grow the aerobic system, make you stronger, healthier, fitter all around, it tends to show that your VO2 is going down. So it doesn't like aerobic training as a measurement of VO2. But also, I'd, I'd like to say that is VO2 necessarily an important statistic? You know, I mean, to, to some point, if your VO2 is very low, which is the volume of oxygen that you can use per, per minute, per kilogram, if it's low, uh, it, it's obviously not good. But you get to a certain point where, you know, Derek Clayton, I famously quote, in, in the 70s, broke the marathon world record. I think he was the first guy to go sub 210 for a marathon, 209. Uh, his VO2 was 69, which is pretty low. My VO2, the highest I had recorded, was 84. Uh, I think Christian Blumenfeld, who is the, the best triathlete in the world at the moment, I think he's 93. So again, it, 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 it roughly correlates, but you can make yourself very efficient at running and use very little oxygen. So you don't have to have a high VO2 if you become more efficient. Obviously, Derek Clayton was a very efficient running. So that statistic, while being, I think, is off, it, it's also not necessarily an important statistic. Uh, and yet people get stressed up and hooked up on it a lot. Uh, stress load, that's good. Again, it depends on when you put, look at stress load on the watch and it says you need 36 hours to recover from this run. Again, it, it, it's based on your maximum heart rate and what percentage you've worked with your maximum heart rate on that training. And uh, it, it relies on your zones being set up correctly. And very often they're not. Most people have just put their watch in, put their date of birth in and off they go. Uh, and so their, their zones could be totally wrong. So for example, with me, my heart rate's super low. I haven't touched any of the, the, the settings really on the watch apart from putting my date of birth and, and my weight in there. Uh, and so it, it's always saying that I'm under training so I can go out and do a hard run. And it <laughs> says your recovery time is 12 hours where really I know it's 36 to 48 because my heart rate's generally lower. 
So you, you need to understand how the statistics are compiled. So without going into all the data too much, if you don't understand how the data is compiled, take it with a pinch of salt. Just just look at it and look at the figures and look at them over time and see if they're varying over time. That's that's the main thing. If you're doing well with your training and it's always saying you need 12 hours to recover, but you take 24 and, and everything's going well, just, just keep looking and, and work out that actually when it says 12, I, I need 24. Or, or when it says my VO2 max is declining, that just means that you're doing more aerobic training than anaerobic training. So there's, there's lots of little things, but uh, take them with a pinch of salt is, is, my, uh, is my best uh, statement to say on that. I, I think it polarizes a lot of people where they get really frustrated or on the flip side, you know, they're like, oh, it's saying these things would actually, you know, it's, it's probably lying to you. Look, I, I'd say this, you know, we, we, we sat down, we defined it, you know, Mike talked about why he doesn't like it, he talked about why he thinks it's useful. You got to like pick apart certain things. So you, you really like the, the the sleep score and all those things that Garmin does. Everyone has their own thing. The body battery, I will give it this, the body battery that Garmin has, which it, I think Coros has a, a, a version of body battery. Um, phenomenal. It actually is really, really nice to see the body battery, but it's just correlated on your resting heart rate, um, your H, uh, heart rate variability, HRV, HRV and um, you know it does take into account you know how you slept and all those other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, some people get hooked up on stats. Some people love stats. If it motivates you, gets you out training, it's good. But if the watch runs your life, it's bad. Remember, you're <laughs> the boss, and the watch is a tool. Don't let the watch run your life. You need to run the watch and decide what you're doing. Doing. and that's just a little bit of extra data to help you make the decision what's best for you so uh yeah take it all with a pinch of salt and break this episode is brought to you by energy coaching which is mike tree's coaching service mike and his team of coaches work with beginners to pros and all levels in between no one is too fast and no one is too slow they just want a desire to learn and improve they focus on 1,500-meter races to marathon running and triathlon training. Energy coaching is constantly overbooked. So Instagram and this new podcast venture, Trees and D Lake, gives Mike and the rest of his energy coaching team a way to reach out to more people and help them. Contact Mike and his team at the letters nrg-coaching.com or go to the link in the show notes. And... Back to the show. I, I will say there, there's one thing that I think that the watches don't do, which a coach does. And this is all the reason why coaching, I guess coaches might be in trouble when watches uh, are allowed to do this or they, they figure out how to do this. They don't give you any input objective. So obviously the input is how long you've been running and how long you've been sleeping and, you know, your heart rate and the pace and all these other things, your, your body weight. But it never actually says for me, and I have a problem with it, it never says, hey, what are you trying to accomplish right now? Whereas a coach would say that. And the coach would then be like, do these runs, you know? Oh, I'm trying to run an Ironman, so do a lot of base or whatever it is, you know, do a lot of sprinting in the early season and then start doing more, you know, Ironman specific. Or if I'm doing the 5K, I'll do a lot of base in the beginning and then I'll start doing more 5K specific work as I get closer to the race, uh, whatever it is. So this thing almost is like, I feel like it's just very generic in general. It's like, oh, I'm just a person that likes to be generally fit. But it's kind of odd that Garmin, you know, who really, they, they cater towards a lot of different people from amateurs to, I call myself sub-elite. You know, I'm very committed, serious runner. I take my, my data very seriously. 
But all they have to do is just go like, oh, well, if you're doing all this base training, then that's productive for this moment, you know, for this block, for these 12 weeks, you're being productive versus it saying, oh, you're unproductive. And it constantly tells me I need more anaerobic, as I'm sure it probably tells you, it says anaerobic low. And I'm like, okay, it's like high anaerobic or whatever. So I do a lot of low, low aerobic and high aerobic. And then it's like your anaerobic and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Okay, so I did six weeks of the hardest training I've ever done since I've had a smartwatch, you know, over the last 10 years. My heart rate was through the roof. And I barely think I got it to the lowest part of enough or anaerobic. And it still was saying, you need more anaerobic. I'm like, I can't give you anymore. I'm going to kill myself. Like, what do you want? You want my heart rate to be at like one pegged at 190, like the whole 30 minute run? It, it means <laughs> that the settings in their algorithm are wrong for you. Absolutely. It, it's got the setting. So that, that's what people misunderstand. So you're exactly right. It means that it doesn't understand the settings uh, and the parameters uh, for you. I mean, you, you said objective subjective. I think the thing is, it's trying to be objective and give you objective data. But what a coach can do is he can be subjective. Mm. Uh, and again, at some point that will come with <laughs> IE, but you know, a coach can look at you and say, look, I know your history, I know where you're going, uh, and, and they can change it. There, there's so much that when we, and I've, you, know, you read so much these days about uh, potential and physical potential. When you're tired, uh, I'd probably David Goggins uh, that, that said it. You know, you're probably only about 20, 30 percent of of what you've actually got in the body, uh, and so the, this, you know, the, the smartwatch is is measuring and saying you know, you're 90, 90 percent, or you're, you're there or thereabouts. So it needs to be safe. It can't have people having heart attacks and dying because the watch is giving these statistics out. So it, it needs to be a little bit objective uh, and a little bit erring on the, the side of caution. But a coach can look and he can motivate people. What what a coach can do with his athletes, he can understand them and say, look, get in the gym. I know the, the, the watch is saying this, that, and the other, but if we can get some more core stability work, if we can get a bit more power, we can get you stronger. Uh, it, can, it can find out, it can look at the athlete and tell them where they're lacking. It can tell you to go to bed earlier. The watch is getting there, but, but a coach can really motivate and push and understand the athlete so much more than a smartwatch. I think IE will get there soon, but I just think there's too much information to get condensed into the size of a watch. I just don't think you get all that processing power in the watch to do it in real time. I, mean, I remember when I was at, at university, just an uh, analogy from a long time ago, that, that we... I, I did my first degree was actually in weather forecasting uh, and we calculated that the computers could work out weather forecasting, but it would take about one week uh, to, to forecast the next hour ahead on the computers at that time. So <laughs> it was possible to do, but it's pretty really ridiculous, isn't it? You know, waiting a week to, to, get, to find out what's going to happen in an hour's time. It will happen with IE, the same thing with the watches and things. Uh, AE, we, we will get much, much better and they will get defined, but it's a learning curve at the moment and, and each year the watches are getting better, but there'll always be a place for a coach, a physical guy to, to help motivate uh, and tweak and work with his athlete and set goals uh, and parameters for them. You mean artificial intelligence, correct? Yeah, a AI, AI, yeah, there we yeah, go. I, I said <laughs> EI at first uh, and then I changed to AI, yeah, I totally mean uh, AI. Yes. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aaron So, aka D Lake. Tips and tactics you could train like a pro. This cast to help you and faster than you could go. All the PRs you could beat, your course records that comes in your upcoming season. Right. Don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life. That's that metaphor, baby. Eating clean so you can rest and sleep all night. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none. Just be, just be a master of some. 
is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running. Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you. Sign up for our free email newsletter, Three Thing Thursday. One, two, three. We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to delatecreates.com slash TTT. We do the hard, time-consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills. All so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. If you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's delatecreates.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow D-Lake Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters R-U-N dot N-R-G. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates.com. Or just wherever you can find us is fine. If you need any transcripts, you're into podcasting, or let's say you just are big into accessibility, please use the company that we use, SpeechDocs. You can check them out at speechdocs.com. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.